joining me now live on the road with the Pirates. He is the constructor and conductor of DKPittsburghSports.com. He is Serbian reactionary, Dayon Kovacevic. Uh, Dayon, I know the Pirates are rebuilding, but what's going on right now is you wrote at your website, it's embarrassing. How do you get shut out two straight nights in Denver? Seven hits total, no extra base hits, almost no hit last night. It's a hitter's park. It's a hitter's altitude. How does that happen, and how embarrassing is it? I mean, it's it's big-time embarrassing. I might have used that term eight times in the column you just referenced here. Um, that said, so far this afternoon, uh, Brian Reynolds hit a 450-foot homer and, and Adam Frazier, the usual guys, you know, the guys that are at the top of the order do all the damage, uh, doubled and scored. So it is 2-0 in the third inning. Uh, but what's what's going on here, Mark, including today, including right now, this lineup from four down is a joke. And the reason for that is, and this is where I think it's fair to criticize uh, the, the Pirates' current roster and the, and the new management team, is you don't have to, and I think that you can't afford to dip to the level of being outright embarrassing. I think it hurts the future. I think it hurts the overall process. Uh, I referenced in the column, uh, you know, hearts and minds, the military slogan i know you're a military history guy so you know what i'm talking about you do have to win people over not just on the outside but also on the inside you you have to have these people believing in what you're doing on the same day the pirates got embarrassed here for a second straight night they also rose up to number four in the overall minor league system rankings on espn well great that's wonderful that's actually the goal here but that doesn't mean you can let this this part of the process just you know Go to you-know-where. And then Kai Tom breaks up the no-hitter. Maybe the worst player <laughs> in MLB. How about that? If I would have been the pitcher, I would have drilled Kai Tom in the rib cage. I'd have figured if I'm losing the no-hitter, <laughs> it's not going to be by hit by somebody hitting 137. No, yeah, and and, and, and what, what, what hurt for uh, Herman Marquez, who pitched so terrific before that, was that it was such a bad pitch to Tom. I mean, he hung a curveball. Anyone, anyone, even a guy hitting 129 is going to be able to put that thing into play. And at Coors Field, it's going to find some grass, and it did. But uh, I, I just, you know, at some point, go out and get some bats, okay? Even, even if that means at the expense, you know, Derek Shelton loves his versatility and everything else like that. At some point, you know, go to the Fed League and find some bats. Find some, you know, uh, you know, Big, heavy guys who can just club the ball over the fence and, and let go of some of their defense is overall pretty good anyway. Uh, and the guys that the, these 120 guys who are in the lineup right now, Mark, they're not very good defensively anyway. You know, go get some guys who can hit. They're on the waiver wire. They're out there. You can't just let it fall apart. That's my point. Heck, bring Todd Frazier back. Yeah, well, he I mean, he was hitting about as well as some of these guys are right now. Yeah, but he was a dick. Now, do the Pirates yeah. not coach hitters properly? Are these guys really that bad, or could they be better given better instruction? Because Reynolds, Hayes, and Frazier, like you said, they've been stroking a pretty good. It's not a bad top four. So I kind of suspect it comes down just to lack of talent as opposed to coaching. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's if Rick Eckstein hadn't gotten Brian Reynolds in particular right, then I think there was going to be a lot of heat on him. 
in, including from within. Uh, that was his guy. He, that's the one he really needed to get right. Uh, to a lesser extent, he needed to get Kevin Newman right, and he didn't. And Newman is now part of the problem. He's now part of that terrible bottom half. So uh, Hayes, I'm not inclined to give him a whole lot of credit for. Uh, and Frazier, you know, is, is having a tremendous season. Colin Moran's having a better season, I think, than most people realize. So, yeah, the top of the order is there. You're right. It's a lack of talent. And I think it's a lack of priority. I just don't think they've prioritized hitting. As simple as that. I, I just don't think, you know, they, they always talk about versatility and defense and all this other stuff. Well, that's fine if you can score more than a couple of runs. You know, the Pirates are actually a 500, above 500 team when they score four or more runs. Four runs isn't a lot to ask. Uh, turning to hockey, Marc-Andre Fleury won the vest, and I'm glad because, well, everybody loves Flower, but that makes it all the less likely the Penguins can ever get him back, doesn't it? It does. It, it, uh, you know, the, the last thing you want to do if you're Vegas in a new market, and as, you, as you've reported uh, exclusively, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights ownership was the one that, you know, came down and, and nixed the trade that the Penguins thought that they had in place. Uh, that had to be, Mark, if you think about it, mostly on sentiment. That had to be just at the time. Know, the, it the certainly family. was, no doubt, because of yeah, what he had meant it, to the right. franchise since day one. Yeah, and, and, and that's the Foley family falling in love with him, and, 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 and Flowers easy to fall in love with. So the last thing you're going to do out there, I think, is when he's got one year left on his contract, uh, you ship him out right after a Vezina. I'm happy for him. I also couldn't help but notice, though, that the writers vote. By the way, it's the GMs who picked the Vezina. Uh, the writers vote was overwhelmingly in favor of Andre Vasilevsky. So this was a this was well, the no, no, GM Where did you saying, see the writers vote? Because that obviously doesn't figure into the. Vezina. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'll be more specific. That's on the All Star teams that nobody pays attention to. You know the postseason All Star teams. Right, the first and second. Andre Vasil. First and second team. Vasilevsky was first team. Flower was second team, and it was not close. It was two to one on the vote. So the, this was the GMs basically saying it's Flower's time. It's Flower's turn, and and good for him. I'm not knocking them for it. Is Flurry now not only a Hall of Famer, but a first ballot Hall of Famer? Three rings, Vezina, uh, third in career wins. Yeah, I mean, there isn't a ballot in hockey. You know that. There's just, you know, there's 15 guys in a room. Um, and I'm sure they're going to base that, you know, whether or not he makes it in on his very first chance on what the goalie field is around him. You know what I'm saying? If there's somebody else that's there at the same time, uh, maybe he has to wait a year, but I, I, there's no question he's in the hall now. I mean, th that, this was an interesting debate a couple of years ago, and it isn't anymore. For him to go to Vegas and assert himself the way he did and to be part of an expansion team, uh, excelling as they have, uh, he's in. I know that Flower keeps himself in shape, and now I'm wondering if he can be pretty good until he's 40 or perhaps even a couple years beyond. I worry, too, though, Mark, because think about it. What's always been his greatest asset? You know, it's the speed of his leg pads. His athleticism. And, uh, just his raw athleticism, yeah. 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 And that does but, not but appear to be diminishing I, I think, at all, obviously. No. And I, and I, I, and I think, and I've, I've posed the concept, at least, that Flower might be the best goalie of all time in that one specific trait. I can't think of another goaltender who's been as impressive uh, down low. Oh, that, that uh, could it, be. His pads is. are like pinball flippers. They're that active. Yeah. Yeah, that's what made him a no-brainer number one overall draft pick, the first one ever. 
Remember, remember the days when everyone was terrified to pick goalies in the first round at all? And Flower comes along, and they saw that speed, and they were like, whoa, but can he do it? Can he sustain it? Yeah, but, you know, you and I were talking during the Vegas run that you got to be mindful of it, and that's why Pete DeBoer made some of the moves that he did, bringing Robin Leonard in and everything else here, and you didn't see Flower bite back on it as much, did you? Well, the problem with Flower has always been his bad moments, but, but now his good moments and his accomplishment are overwhelming the bad moments but detractors always cling to those bad moments, and frankly, so does his coach in Vegas. You know what? I, I, I think you're right. And the fact that, that he did yank Flower after the mistake in Montreal, I, I thought sent the wrong message to everybody. Uh, but he made up his mind to do that right after that game. If you, you saw his postgame, uh, DeBoer said something like, we, we carried that into overtime. I mean, he was blaming, blaming the outcome. Uh, on flower, which was kind of a rotten look, first of all, but you know. But that's how you I, I can tell that, that he doesn't saying. believe in him and how he's going to keep turning to right. Laner. Yep, I, and I think, but I, I think he's staying. The only thing that could convince me otherwise is, is if Vegas needs help down the middle, and if they look at their their payroll and and, and their salary cap, which is you know close to complete. Uh, and they say, well, listen, we're not going to spend $12 million in goaltending this year, which is what it would cost if they keep both Leonard and Flower, uh, then they could think about moving him. They certainly wouldn't move Leonard. Can the Penguins win with Jari? And what does the organization really think of him? I, I, I say no until proven otherwise. Um, I, I don't think you can shake off a playoff like that. I think you can shake off a bad week in February and say, hey, it's not a, you know, whatever – you know, he's a good goalie. We're going to come back from that. But once you get to playoffs and you go in with that kind of team and you produce those kinds of overall results with shot attempts, all the advanced analytics and everything else, and you have guys step up the way Jeff Carter did and you have that really rough game that the Penguins showed their toughness in in, in game three, and then your goalie lets you down and lets you down in the worst, ugliest ways, you tell me, Mark, how are they going to get – if he's a Vezina candidate – through the coming regular season, that whole slate still gets wiped clean in game one of the playoffs. Am I wrong? Oh, no question. No question. And Flurry's yeah, made mistakes, and, too, and, and, but his prior yeah. resume dilutes them. Like, you know yeah, what Flurry has he, done. You don't know what Jari yet can do, except what he has done ain't been enough. Yeah, you can't. I don't think you can take that risk. And that's why, you know, the, the name I keep throwing around here, and this is kind of reckless since I've heard nothing to support this, but a, a guy like a Jonathan Quick who's been there, uh, who's old enough, who, who you know, even if he's the backup in the regular season, you know you have him going into the playoffs. Yeah, but i got to be honest. If I bring in Jonathan Quick, it's to be my number one. I can't see Jonathan Quick backing up friggin' Tristan Jari. Well, I could, I, could, I, I could see that, but then, you know, he's also up there too, so meaning in terms of age. Now, uh, let me ask you a couple of real pointed questions before you go. You reported that the Steelers guard Kevin Dotson he showed up at minicamp out of shape. I'm probably paraphrasing, but, but words to that effect. Now, I know that's true, that he did. I know who your source is, and I've confirmed it with another source. How come the Steelers media didn't report that and is to some degree refuting it? Well, I'm not responsible for what anybody else reports, obviously, and neither are you. I mean, when you reported the, the thing we just described. Yeah, but, I, flowers, but I freely comment they... on it. No, but do you see what I'm saying now? Yeah, but... Um, but... I, I never... 
Yeah, and first of all, just to be clear, I mean, my initial report said that the coaches were disappointed in him and that it had something to do with conditioning. There's a difference between that and being literally out of shape. All you that, have to do that, is look that, at his that's Instagram. That's semantics. They were disappointed with his preparation. No, for it's camp. not. I think it, it, that's it, the. It's not because out the, of shape the, is the fairest you, way to put it. You can, but you can look at him on Instagram and see this. This dude looks like he can lift up a building. Okay, he's strong as hell. But football coaches demand very, very specific things of their athletes, things that they don't share with us. And in this case, it wasn't shared with me. I have no idea what it was that they were upset about other than that it somehow involves conditioning. That does yeah, not yeah, but, mean, but, but quote, unquote, out of I want to get, get your comments on, on what I – because, like, yeah. I feel like the local media stooges for the teams. Not all of them, but most of them. I feel it runs rampant through Pittsburgh and probably not just in Pittsburgh. Well, I, I, I know this. Uh, you know, whenever I – was reporting stuff about David DeCastro, including stuff that I shared with you on your show every Wednesday for the past few months. And a lot of people thought, wow, that's really crazy. That sounds ridiculous. What ended up happening? The reporting ended up being completely accurate. Guess what, Mark? It was from the same source. Sometimes people just don't like to hear stuff. It's the same thing. That's exactly right. They don't like to report stuff that people don't like to hear stuff. And they don't like to report stuff. Right, look, right. It, look well, it makes it makes your job. I'm not going to lie here. It makes your job less comfortable when you do. But I've been doing this for a long time, and I got to say this to you, Mark, in a really blunt way, okay? And I, I don't care who gets offended by it. I have better things to do in my life than to break big exclusives on second year guards, okay? If I'm going to make something up, it's going to be about Ben bleeping Roethlisberger. Well, well, nobody, Not going to be nobody, about a second-year guard. Stuff up, but, like, but that's what, right. like, you know, i got to be honest. If you report the truth about the Steelers, you get accused of stuff like this all the time. My T.J. Watt yeah, story, if, him yeah. skipping the exit meeting, I know 100% that happened. I had the Le'Veon Bell suspension two months before anybody else did. Dejan, I have guys who cover sports teams in Pittsburgh Feed me stories that they're afraid to report. Swear to they're God. They're afraid to say. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm aware of that because you've shared some of those examples with me. Uh, I'm not. You know that. I've been doing this a long time. Um, I heard this. I included it in the column. I didn't even put a headline on it because, honestly, he's not nearly important enough. That's not an insult to him. He's a second-year guard. He's, he's not a name brand yet. I hope he is someday, but he well, isn't now. And, and you got I the included guy, it in the column. I'm not, I'm not trying to white knight for you, but you got the guy who – I better not say that. Don't forget it. I'll tell you off the air. Anyway, real quick, if you, <laughs> if you had to say now, how many games are the Steelers going to win? I'm still stubbornly at ten and seven, and here's why. Oh, you're why. insane! You're insane. Here's why. You can you now here. You can see now right you've become one of those stooges, Dejan. You're stooging for him. Here I am. <laughs> here's why. I happen to think that this offensive line is going to be better than most people think. And that includes Dotson. Okay, I think he has every chance to please his coaches and satisfy everybody between now and the second week of September. Uh, I like the talent that they have at tackles. I have grave concerns about how they're going to find chemistry, but I don't think they're going to be that bad. And if they aren't, I think they can win some football games. That's Dejan Kovacevic, brought to you by your neighborhood Ford stores. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9 The X.